time for your love coach. Let's find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. started just a little bit differently today. Now, you heard you heard my awesome intro that, that Keith Gilchrist did for me, but then you heard another song. That's because I have a recording artist with me today, and that was one of her songs. So not only do you have me, your host and love coach, Nikki Lee, with you today, but we've also got Maureen Davis of Maureen and Mercury 5. So, Maureen, it's great to have you with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, I actually just got introduced to you and your music because you were just on Ray Power's show a couple weeks ago. So that's how I, I got to find out about you and and see. So all the listeners to Ray's show have, have found out 
some things about you, but we're going to dig a little bit deeper today because, see, you talk about your music on his show, but I get all the juicy stuff on my show. Exactly. And actually, it's, it's Ray's fault that I invited you because he says, you know, you should have, you should have Maureen on your show. <laughs> so. I am here. And, you know, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. And, That's right. Um, and Ray said you could maybe shed some light on the insanity I called dating. Oh, so, so this is just Ray's fault all the way around. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much Ray's fault. And cause I, was, I, was, I was bemoaning to him. I was like, Ray, why can't all the men be like you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all have to stop flattering Ray because just, it all goes to his head. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But it's kind of true, you know. It's it's hard to find somebody good out there, and then the joke goes, "It's good to find somebody hard out there." That too. <laughs> you know, Marie, we're just we're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I did put an adult rating on the show. <laughs> because um, yeah, yeah, I think we. I, I Ray said that he thinks you can help me. Oh my gracious! No pressure there. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Well, we we will certainly see, and I I think we will entertain and possibly educate the listeners in the meantime. <laughs> so. Yep. That's what we aim to do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. How about you tell the listeners a little bit about your background, and for the for the ones that that haven't heard Ray show and don't know about you, how about you tell them a little bit about your your background and how you got into music, and then we'll then we'll delve into all the juicy stuff. Okay. Well, my mom was a pinup girl and a USO singer for the Army, and so it stands to reason that I would grow up singing. But she is thrilled to death that I'm still doing pinup modeling and kind of followed in her footsteps. And I really like the mid-century music. I really like 50s and 60s stuff. They just don't write songs like that anymore. I think there's so much in your face these days and the stuff in the 50s and the 60s not only can you find happier music but if it's sadder or angry it's more poetic you know nobody writes a song like Burt Backrack. I mean they're there and they're fun, fun songs like the Collins kids rock bop and baby it's simple and it's accessible and it's um it's kind of naughty in a Betty Page way you know the, and the you know the guitars growl and it, I like going back to that era. Yeah. I like the, the era of garters and crinolines and tattoos. And, you know, my following are, you know, ink and iron people and hot rod car aficionados and beautifully dressed women. There are also manners that follow it. You know, I go out dancing a lot. This, this band, Maureen and the Mercury Five, happened because I was, dan- I was swing dancing. And my friends knew I sang in a country band, a country rock band. And he said, you know, if you put those two together, your love of dancing and your music, then you're going to have an amazing band and you'll get into all the clubs for free. So why don't you do it? Well, there so, you go. <laughs> yeah. So my friend Mark Tortorici um, helped me put the band together. And you know, he tragically passed Halloween three years ago. He will always be my mentor. I have dishes he gave me or you know on, in my house you know sitting out the table set all the time um he helped me through all my boyfriends at the time just an amazing guy and he helped me find my home here 
the the fashion is timeless the music is simpler the men take your hand take you to the dance floor and sit you back down i mean they're they their mamas didn't raise no fools well, they they were men. They were men, you know. And well, and they knew how to treat a woman. They really did. You know, they treated her with respect. I love it. Exactly. You know, it's funny. I mean, I'm all for women's rights and women's voting and stuff. But but I want a man to open the door for me. I want a man to treat me like a woman. I don't see anything wrong with that, right? Is there anything wrong with that? We've actually discussed that two out of the last three weeks on here. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, good. There's, well, there's in- nothing belittling about that. Absolutely nothing. It's a show of respect as far as I'm concerned. So I completely agree with you on that. I think it is. I, I, um, I, I, I think if you object to a man holding the door for you, there is just something wrong. <laughs> there is just yeah, something exactly. wrong. And can, can we please I, – I would really like to give lessons to young ladies in high heels, taking selfies with a cocktail. There's no way. There's no way you can. I have to teach you how to walk. Please, let me teach you how to walk, ladies. It's crazy. Do not totter. If you can't walk in the shoes, you can't buy the shoes. Well, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Ain't ain't nothing sexy about that. Ain't nothing sexy about that. Well, like, if you you can't drive the car, leave it on the lot. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. So um, if, if yeah, it's so too big for you, leave it there. Exactly. So that's how Maureen and the Mercury Five got started. Before that, I was in the band The Flutterbys, and we had two songs in the Oscar-winning movie The Descendants with George Clooney. We were the only non-Hawaiian music. And, um, you know, I called it country rock. It was more Americana. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, I was just at Americana Fest in Nashville about a month ago. You should have been there with me. Yeah, we could have raised oh, okay. oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, next time we're meeting there. We're going the next time. Oh, man, yeah. Um, we, we could have had a blast. Oh, that is, I've, I've been trying to get on the bill there. My friend Dave Navarro, I think, is on it from Lona Navarro. He's, okay. he's another great songwriter that I've, been, I've had the fortune of uh, hobnobbing with. Yeah, the Americana movement is amazing. The Lady Antebellum and, you know, when Taylor Swift was in Americana. And there's a yeah. lot of crossover. You know, there, uh, music is... Is what serves the song now, and you find right. that people can cross over different genres, but you kind of have to break into one first, right? And then right. You can take your liberties, you know. Well, well, make make your mark in one, and start getting your branding going before you branch into all kinds of things. You know, get get your name out there, make your name, and then kind of branch into some other things. You, you know what's nice about rockabilly is. It's a way of life. There's a whole vintage lifestyle, and I'm on a label called Caddy Town. And Caddy Town is the first, it's very cool, it's very innovative. It's the first cooperative record label, and it's in Ireland. It's a nonprofit. We're all shareholders, all the artists and fashion designers and car aficionados are shareholders, and we built this label. This label was built, and it's going to be, we're launching it very shortly, and it's one-stop shop for everything 40s, 50s, and 60s. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. Well, I yeah. saw it somewhere and had no idea what it was. So, okay, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. Caddy Town Records, and it's under the umbrella of Rhythm Bomb Records, and Rhythm Bomb is one of the top labels in rockabilly and roots in the world. 
And so that's pretty fantastic. And that label is actually in Germany. So it's funny. My record was made in America. It was the A&R guy was in Germany and the actual label's in Ireland. Oh, gracious. That's international all right there. That's, that's interesting. There you go. I'm an international rockabilly star. <laughs> uh, are the artists international also? Absolutely. Uh, we've got Cherry Divine from Australia and Ruby from Texas. Oh, my God. We've got the Dustaphonics. They're from France. There's some fantastic people. That is so cool. Um, oh, I love it, love it, love it. And what's cool about it is when I go to Europe, I'll hook up with those bands, and we'll right. all get to play music together. Oh, yeah. And that's... then we'll, hopefully we'll all meet at the Viva Las Vegas Festival in um, Vegas in April. So that's kind of fun, too. I like that concept. That's very cool. It's a whole subversive lifestyle. Yeah. That is that's very yeah. I, well, like I said, I'm sort of familiar with the whole rockabilly thing, but but yeah, you're just a wealth of information about that. That's very cool. <laughs> it makes dating kind of challenging because I dress funny. You know, um, guys are used to girls in t-shirts and jeans, and I actually don't even own any jeans because I haven't found any jeans I like. Right. They're all like spandexing and jeggings. Yeah, there's really jeggings, really. It's, it is amazing um, what weird things they've done with jeans over the years. Uh, you, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't so realize wrong. I grew up jeans so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all the girls all the girls that I hang out with, we all wear pencil skirts and beautiful blouses and, you know, um, so, and we call them wiggle dresses, <clears throat> you know, those, those kind of like um, mad men dresses that just hug your body. Right. And, um, I'm told it can be intimidating to men because we are, we're dressing kind of sexy, but we're still ladies, you know. Well, you dress like women. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it really is timeless. I love it. I love it so much. I've gotten into more of a Gwen Stefani goes rockabilly thing. I'm getting in, I'm right. more into mini skirts and crinolines and go-go boots or stilettos because right. I'm a dancer. I like to show off my legs. Well, yeah, so. Gwen Stefani is a really good way to describe that. Ooh. Interesting. Well, thank you very much. So, do you think that's in- intimidating? I mean, it, it, is it because I'm not wearing t-shirts and jeans? Is it? Do you think it puts men off that I'm dressing 1950s? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I came up with this phrase the other day on a show that I, that I kind of like. Is there there are men and there's men worth having? How about that? Ooh, I like that. I like I, that very much. And, and I, I actually jotted that down as, as part of a book title that, that I'm thinking about. And I think men may be into well, and, and see, see, I have the perspective of, of coming at things as as a woman that's six one and independent and strong minded. Okay, and that combination alone, well, and 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 add add in the fact that I'm a love coach, that combination intimidates a hell of a lot of men. And it, I don't I don't even have to say anything. All I got to do is walk in the room and say what what I do. Well, and, and having this radio show, too. And that intimidates a lot of men. And you understand that because, you know, put, put your combination together, and, and that intimidates a lot, a lot of men. That helps us to filter out and screen out a whole lot of people that are just going to be intimidated by who we are as people, okay? But now, when, when you consider a man that you're actually going to want to have in your life and that's actually going to contribute to your life, that's a whole different thing and a whole different animal, Right. Mm-hmm. The people that are probably going to just 
I don't want to say a waste of time because nobody's technically a waste of time, but somebody that's not actually going to contribute and actually be a supportive and a partner in your life is somebody that's going to be easily intimidated, correct? Yeah. Okay, so those are the people that are going to have all of these petty issues with you, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And there's a whole lot of those people out there. So a lot of these more shallow issues, those are the people that are going to have problems with all those kind of things. Mm. And like I said, all of these things are just helping you to screen those people out. Dating is like a lot of different things. You're screening out the people that just aren't right for you. Yeah. I think I'm a, a really good first dater. I, I, <laughs> actually can, I actually can read the red flags a lot faster. It's so funny. An ex-boyfriend of mine had to sit down with me because he's married and has a baby now. And I said, what is wrong with me? What is the deal? And he goes, oh, Momo, Momo, it's not you, except for the fact that your chooser is broken. <laughs> we just got to fix your chooser because there's nothing wrong with you. You're just choosing the wrong guy. It does make a difference. Yeah. And he said, me, me included. That was the best part that he added. He goes, I was bad. I was a bad choice. I'm a bad choice for anybody. You chose wrong. He said, said, I don't know where you're going to get help, but fix your chooser. (laughs) Well, and and one thing, when when you find that you're choosing the wrong people time after time after time after time, get get out a piece of paper, and I know this seems very, very retro, but come on, you're a retro girl, okay? Okay, so I'm going to actually write with a pen and pencil and not on the computer. Okay. okay, yes, yes. Well, honest to goodness, and this sounds funny, but if you handwrite things, it's more powerful. Okay, so get out your okay. piece of paper and pen. Okay, I'm doing it. This is the sound of me getting out paper and pen. Oop, there's the paper. <laughs> okay. There's the paper. And I'm serious. Here's my magic pen. Okay. If you, type, if you type something, it's not as powerful. So if, if you're writing something you want a powerful, pencil and paper or pen and paper is the way to do it. I'm, I'm not kidding okay. about it. Okay. That's it. And you want to make a list of like the qualities of the people that you're picking. And what you're looking for is you're looking for patterns in what you're doing. And, and what you're doing in that is you're looking for this, the, what you're doing over and over and over again to find what's not working for you. And the audience can do the very okay. same thing. So am I, am I looking at how they treat me or am I describing them? You're describing them. Okay, so I know that I pick like bad boys. Okay. What what is it? Um, bad boys is kind of kind of broad because that okay. can include a lot of things. They're, and you're, you're not, you're not going to find the answer today, but I, I want you to just start thinking about it and start your list now, and then you're going to finish it later on. Okay. I pick I pick like flirty, edgy guys. Okay. Um, in in what way? Clever guys. Give me give um, me some. There's there's a, it, it's not an element of danger. There's just something different or quirky or uh, fun, kind of a what stays in, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas thing. There's okay. somebody, that, somebody that will um, kiss me in public or make out in a, you know, make out at a bar with me. Um, okay. Maybe he has tattoos. Um, I, well, I often, you know, it, it's funny because it's hard for me to see the bad stuff. Am I writing just down the bad stuff or I'm just writing down everything? Write, write down everything because it may be bad and you don't realize it at this point. Yeah. Okay. They're clever. They're smart. They're 
fashion forward, um, but not stuck up about it. Okay. Um, they're, I'm a bourbon drinker, so they're like bourbon guys. I, 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 I prefer bourbon guys over beer guys. Beer guys have bad gas. So bourbon guys. <laughs> Plus, if they're bourbon guys, they're going to have something good for me to drink. And I just sip on bourbon neat. That's what I do. I'm okay. a bourbon neat girl. Um, oh, there you go. I, I, I had been dating musicians. Okay. Because we have something in common. Problem. I, I love guys who dance, whether it's Latin or swing. You know, it's not a prerequisite, but if they can dance, oh, my God, that's my heart. Lately, I seem to be propositioned or by men who really just want to have sex with me. Okay. Okay, um, now let's stop here a second. Do you have an issue with that? I, you know, I don't. I, I do and I don't because I really want to be in love. I am a really good wife. I mean, I was only married for six months, but that was a practice wedding. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was good theater, and I was young. I was young. I was barely 30. So, um, I like that you say that you were only 30 and, and it was that you were young. I like that because I, I think so many people get married so young and they're just, they're just not ready. They really are not ready. No. Mm-mm. No. Um, so I, I love love. I love love. I want to wake up with the same man and have sex. And plus we're in an era of unsafe sex. We need to make sure we know that person. I mean, God, I get tested for everything every year. Every every year I go for a physical and I check in and I make them test everything just by kissing somebody. You don't know. Right. And it's such it's so sad that that's the world we live in. Yeah, but we do. It's, and and you know, it, it's life and death. You've got to do it. So Yeah, so um <laughs> Now you said that you like yeah. these these guys that are flirty and and they're they're talkative and and they like to dance and all this. So, are they when when they're around you? Are they also flirty and and wanting to dance with with you and other people, or or are they just paying attention to you? In most cases, the guys are just paying attention to me, and if they're paying attention to somebody else inappropriately, then I just don't see them again. Okay, good. Okay. You know? Second. Yeah. No, no, no. I won't, I won't see somebody who's flirting with other people. Now, in my subversive culture, if I'm on a date and we go dancing, it's a given that we're going to dance with all our friends. We're going to dance with whomever. But what's great is the men come over to your date and they say, may I please dance with her? There you go. It's okay. Awesome. Okay. Because okay. I, I just, I just kind of wanted to get that out there because – if if it's the kind of thing where they're flirting with you and everybody else in the room, I have an issue with that. No, so. no, no. I, I, yeah. As soon as as soon as I see that, there was a guy that took me out, God, like two years ago, and he flirted with the waitress, and I just went, Oh no, no, no. He's gonna, he's going to come back in, and he's going to ask that waitress out. Yeah. That's yeah. how well, strong the flirting was, and I went, well, Oh wow, wow, in front of me, that's just wrong. Well, and the thing is, they they can be friendly. But the thing is, when it gets to the point where it's being disrespectful of you, that's where that that's the line. That's the line, oh, yeah. you know. So yeah, oh. okay. So yeah, I think I think my biggest issue right now is, and my friends who have read the secret, 
they're like, you have to rephrase it. You have to rephrase it. And I'm like, I'm not sure how to rephrase it. But the men in my recent past, we'll put it that way, the men in my recent past okay. have been men who said, who thought I was good for sex mm-hmm. but didn't want a relationship. Or one guy, oh, my God, one guy actually said, well, I fall in love too easily, and my therapist said I need to date. And uh, he, he said I just need to date around. And if you don't mean, mind being, you know, like on my dance card, I would love to date you, and we can see what happens. And then, and then six months later, he's in a relationship. And I'm like, why not me? Why wasn't it me? You know? And, and when I talked to him, he said, you know what happened? I met somebody who had kids. And I have kids, and she understands parenting better. And I said, right. but I'm a music teacher. I have, I have 30 kids a week, age 7 to 17. I'm really experienced. And he goes, yeah, you're not experienced in the day-to-day. Right. Well, no, no. I was somebody here that, that, that I was listening about going out with, and, and the same thing happened with me. And he ended up, he ended up with somebody who, who had uh, a young son. And he, he actually had just gotten divorced and didn't get custody of his kids, and he ended up with her, which I totally understood that. So, you know, yeah, that, yeah. so I get that. I mean, it, um, you know, it doesn't help in the moment, but, I mean, I get that. Yeah. The other thing is I'm not, I'm not akin to heavy drinkers. I'm not a heavy drinker at all. So I'm like a one, two drink girl. Right. And, and then I'm done. So if somebody has five or six drinks, that's a red flag to me. If right. somebody is, like, getting drunk and staggering drunk, I'm probably right. not going to go out with them anymore. Right. Okay. That's good. That's, well, that's safer for you, so that's a good idea. Yeah. And, and you um, know, that's something that's going to lead, probably lead to problems you're going to have to deal with down the road, so that's a that's good choice. Exactly. The other thing is I keep meeting men who are reinventing themselves. Really? They're, they're, yeah. They're divorced. They're... Um, this one guy was uh, in a career for 13 years, and mm-hmm. he just totally gave it up. He just went, okay, I want something different now. I met a millionaire. I went out with my first millionaire. How about That's that? <laughs> and he was four hours late for our date, and then he offered me crystal meth. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And well, I kind of went oh. all the way around. Total sarcasm there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, thank you. And, and, and no, I, I, I didn't say this to him, but I kind of looked at him, and all I was thinking in my head was, does that work for you? I'm do you serious. Need, oh, wow. Do you need the drugs? Do you need, first of all, you're four hours late. And I don't know why I saw him, even though he was four hours late, but I was thinking, well, the other thing was he was bringing me clothes to model, and he, he, he said, I've got gifts. I had to work late. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He said, I'm bringing you gifts. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to give him a break because I'm a musician and I keep late hours anyway. It's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just, oh. I understand the work excuse. I, I understand the things didn't, you know, there was there was a work emergency or a client needed something and there's a last-second call. I mean, I, I get that. I get that problem. But, yeah, four hours but it, and then drugs, no, no. No. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, I do meet people out in the world, but when I'm teaching, 
I'm not going to go out with somebody's dad. I can't go out with a single dad. That could complicate things with my teaching, you know. I could lose students. So that, that can't happen. And I'm not going to go out with my coworkers. Right. And um, the, I, I talked to my friend Joe Dancer. He's one of my best friends. I wrote the song Mambo Joe from our album about Joe. Right. And I said, Joe, why don't guys in the bar approach me? And he goes, well, you're kind of a rock star to us. I went, really? He goes, yeah, you're on the stage and you're performing. And he said, God, if I were interested in you romantically, I wouldn't feel worthy. And went, wow, that's well. Crazy. Now, do you approach somebody that's of interest to you? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do they I do? I do. I do. They're usually with their entourage. Like, you mean? Do I? Well, if it's if it's a musician, I mean, I've gone out with a few musicians that I've approached. Yeah. Um, when I approach somebody in the audience, actually, they're they're quite nice. They're kind of surprised. Like, you're talking to me, or did you want me to buy a CD? And like, no, nope, I'm just talking to you. <laughs> Is this a sales talking to you. Yeah, no, just talking. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, even last night I approached somebody that I kind of liked, and I think we're going to have coffee, so that'll be fun. That's good, okay. Yeah, so that's a good start. Um, you know, again, we have to be wary of people we meet in bars. You know, some guys wanted to buy me drinks, and I'm not a drinker. And I'm like, no, I'm really not drinking tonight. I guess I could have gotten a Coke. You could have. Right. I'm saying nice. they do things other than alcohol. <laughs> yeah, they do sell, sell other things other than alcohol. You know, the truth is I just wanted to get home. I was so tired. <laughs> well, um, you know, you could have said, well, I'm really tired tonight, but we could go out some other time. Really? That's kind of bold. When you're so shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so You know, it, yeah. I mean, I and I've done that. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I, I have done that, but sometimes it seems like, uh, oh, I'm supposed to be more mysterious. I'm supposed to be more demure. I find that also. Wait a minute. This, this is Maureen, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, but when it comes to talking to guys, I get kind of shy. I don't know how to play this game because I'm a straight shooter. A friend of right. mine heard me talking to a guy that I'd met online and we finally got to the phone stage and she said, you just friend zoned him. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, you talk to him like you've known him forever. And I said, but I'm just being me. Right. Said, no, baby, you've got to hold back. You've got to flirt and you've got to give them shorter answers. And as soon as they get cerebral, as soon as you get into an actual discussion, they're not going to want you anymore. Really? Uh, see, that's, that's playing games as far as I'm concerned. Be, be who you are and be honest. That, that's who I am. And that's what my yeah. ex-boyfriend who said my chooser was broken. He said, Momo, I loved you because you are you. That's right. the most attractive thing to me is somebody who can just, who makes me feel so comfortable that I have known them for years. That would make me want to go out with you more. Right. Because once, once you start doing the other stuff... And pretending to be somebody you're not, that's playing games. If you think there's an attraction and it's just not the right time, like I said, say, mm. just, just say something, something that indicates, because, I, mean, I, I mean, seriously, after all the shows and that kind of thing last night, I mean, I can easily see that you'd be exhausted and wouldn't want to do something right then. But, I mean, if it's, you think that you'd want to do something, give some indication 
even even you know would you mind if I give you a call some other time or something like that and then follow up with the person I really I know you're that bold I know you are and I, well I think I've done it in the past and I got shot down and then right. you well maybe yeah it was just the wrong guy right you know dodge the bullet that's it well, and the thing is, if they if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Yeah. Right? And right. It something, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but if you don't try it, you don't know, right? Okay. Just saying. I could, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> I just wish guys would be more forthright, you know, like with these online guys. If he doesn't ask me out by the third phone call, right? I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, there have been some guys that have just like texting, 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 and I went, you know what? I am not a texter. But, but you know what? He's just as afraid of being shot down as you are. Yeah. So I just asked the guy out. I said, listen, we've been texting a while. Would you like to meet because... I'm I'm super busy and I just you know, I I don't know how to get out of it. I am a busy person. Yeah. And and I can't be bothered with this texting stuff and I've learned voice texting so that's great. And I understand that people are working and they can't talk. Um right. but it's just it feels so antisocial. You know, right. and I'm sorry if your phone game isn't great. Uh then let's meet in person, you know. The other thing is um is the texting it was the phone yeah, it, it, the phone set. I have people do the same thing, and, and it's like, you know, yeah. I, if, if I actually want to get to know somebody, I want to talk to them on the telephone. I want, I want to hear your voice. I want, I want yeah. to hear how you sound when you say something. You know, you have a telephone. Why are we texting? <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I want to hear your voice. Yeah. I, I completely agree I, with you on that. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, and then I had this guy that came out, and he was gorgeous. And he actually came out to meet me the same night that we met online. He said, you know what? I'm going to go for broke. This sounds like fun. And I was out um, dancing I was, and was hanging out with my friends. And he met me, and he was into me. And the next day, he even asked me to a concert. He goes, I know this is bold, but I just got free tickets to this concert. It was the last Tom Petty concert right before he died. Oh, man. And I was, trying to, I was trying to get out of work, and I couldn't. And by the time I got back to him, his boss had taken the tickets back, and he said, you know what, I'm sure that there was a reason for that. And then the next day, I'm driving through traffic, and um, I was kind of by his house, and I texted him, and I was like, keep me out of road rage, call me. You know, because I was just I was like, just keep me awake on the road and keep me from hitting someone because I'm so angry that I'm on the road going five miles an hour. Um, and he said, oh, you're right by my house, come over. And I went over and I talked to him and he said, I got to tell you something. I haven't dated anyone for eight years. Mm. And you're, you're so perfect for me that it scares me. The timing is just off. He said, I, you're the girl. This is, a, this is so nice the way he said it, but it still hurt. He said, you're the girl that I want. I'm not ready for you. It's it's tough to get back into dating, especially after that long a time. Because I've yeah. been there, <laughs> been there, and it's it's really the girl tough. that I want, but the timing is off. I I'm just not ready for you. I I don't understand that. Well, just why can't you be with me? I, I don't understand why why you can't just date me anyway. If I'm everything you want, 
it probably depends on why he didn't date in so long and just being afraid to get back in there because it, it can be incredibly difficult to get back into dating again. But, I mean, I, there was there were situations in my life, and I, I stopped dating for a long, 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 long time. And, and taking that step to get back in, even even when meeting a fantastic person, man, that that took guts I didn't know if I had or not. That's why that's why I stayed out for so long. So yeah, it's um it's incredibly difficult because I mean there's there's because like I said, it depends on the reason why you stopped. But yeah, it's it's insanely hard to get back in there. I mean the the trust issues and everything else. It just wow, it's hard. Yeah, like I said, it, it doesn't make it any any easier for the person that you're saying that kind of stuff to. But I mean, it it like I said, I have I have no idea why he stopped, but the nerve it took to tell you all that is amazing. That was pretty mature of him, and then he just disappeared. He didn't even want to be friends. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, the thing is, though, if if he thought that much of you, it w- it would be incredibly hard to be friends. So, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I can I can believe all that. Okay, but it was it was incredible. He told you that though. I, I yeah, it was pretty, awesome. He pretty amazing. Yeah, like I said, I think it was fantastic. He told you all that. But well, and you, and you never know. I mean, he may work through whatever all the situation is, and, and he may reach out to you at some point. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I might be here. I might be not. But if he ever wants to talk to somebody, you know how to find me. <laughs> I'm more than willing to talk to him. Like I said, I've been in a very similar situation, and, and I know how hard it is. You were talking to me at one point about Mars and Venus communication. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that. Well, when the book came out, I was engaged, and he said we were both really passionate people. And he was a fiery Spanish artist. Okay. And I'm a musician, of course. And he said, I think this will really help our communication. And what was great about it, is we learned how to make requests of each other. We would use the love notes, and we would write, I love you so much, and it's because I love you, I need to make a request um, of you. When you do this, uh, I feel dismissed or angry or frustrated or whatever. It was all about taking responsibility for your own feelings. It's, It's never, you make me feel like this. It's always, when you do this, I feel blah, 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 blah. Okay. It would work so much better for me if you could do this instead. Or how do you think that we could change this? How could we make this better? And then you, you, you end the love letter again with, I love you so much, and I really appreciate you being open to working on this with me. And so not only in the love letters, it got me into a way of respecting the man I'm speaking to as well and, and saying, hey, you know, when you do that, I feel a little distanced from you or, you know, whatever the emotion I'm feeling. Or I, feel, I feel sad or I feel on edge. Um, is there, you know, and then, I try to, and then I try to pose a question, you know, is, is there a different is there something different you can do or is there something that I should do that you or that you could suggest to me to do to stop feeling that way or, you know, whatever. And, and it's hard when I'm not talking in absolutes, but it's, right. it's just very, it's very respectful. And I found that it really works that it's about listening 
and it's about communicating. And and I've had guys who've said, you know, stop the psycho, you know, psychological mumbo jumbo. Just talk to me. And I'm like, well, fuck <laughs> you. You really, you really suck. And stop doing that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be respectful, but you're not working with the program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. If you don't want to do that, then you know what? You do make me feel this way. And I right. will, I'll do things like I'll I'll say, you know what? I'm really angry right now. You don't want to talk to me. I need. 10 minutes, I need 10 good minutes to just sit with my thoughts and work through this and see what is reasonable and what is unreasonable because I adore you, but I don't like you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's perfectly logical that there's times that no matter how much you may love a person, there are times you just can't stand them. (laughs) I just need to be away from you right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and you know, I had I had one of, one of my guests a while back was on, and she says, you know, we all have to take responsibility for our own feelings. They're just like our toenails; they're our feelings. <laughs> and, and I, I kind of like, and for some reason now, whenever I'm upset with somebody, I always hear her say, "They're just like our toenails," and I, I start laughing, which kind of helps take the edge out of the moment. I always hear Wendy say, "It sounds like our toenails," and that that kind of helps, you know, because that's just goofy thing to say and and it's amazing how it, it's really really helped me to sit down and go okay come on this is just not this bad you know and and pretty much anything that that would have really really ticked me off I've been able to work through and I'm like you know maybe I, I've just kind of taken a step back and I've worked I've worked it out myself you know I'm like I'm being overly judgmental about this and it's, it's okay that just that little that little comment has done wonders for me. <laughs> so, but I like that. Okay, so so you had one person that would work with that, and then other people that just that that was just too too heady. Too yeah. Well, it's it's kind of woo woo. So I can see that 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 might not work with some other people. Yeah, and but but I just I can kind of gauge who would like it and who won't. Right. And I just try to tone it down, and it may get simplified into you know. When you do that, I just feel so blah, 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 blah. And subconsciously, I think that person still hears it as, oh, she's choosing to feel that way. I just, I like the language of that, of taking responsibility for my own feelings. Because if somebody right. comes back at me with like, I never did this. And I was like, I never said you made me feel that way. I said that when you do that, I choose to feel that way. I could choose to blow it off. I could choose to laugh it off. I could, you know, choose to not let it get to me, but something is rubbing me the wrong way. And that's my reaction. And I'm so sorry that I'm reacting that way. Well, how how about just leave out the word feel or my feelings instead of saying that, just say, instead of doing this, could you do blah, 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 Mm -hmm. because it it bothers me or something like that. Because sometimes if you just say the word feelings, that's like a huge red flag to some people, kind of like, you know, you know, putting a red yeah. sheet in front of a bowl or something. So if if you just yeah. say, instead of this, could you do this kind of thing, maybe that would just kind of not trigger them. I could do that. You know, honestly, I haven't gotten close enough to a man in the last three years that I've had to use that language. Right. I'm just thinking, I'm if, if you just use the feelings word, no. maybe that would do it. And like I said, you're saying the same thing. You're just yeah. tweaking the words just a little bit. 
So you're you're still getting the point across. You're just not doing the red flag thing for them. Well, but if you say, hey, could you not do that? Then they're like, well, why? I was like, we'll just say it because it bothers me. But if you say it bothers me, then you're yeah, saying but, that they're... But, but oh, you didn't the action that's bothering you. Yeah, but it's not that. You, did, you yeah. didn't say the feelings word though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling well, you. When I, finally, when I finally find somebody, you know, it, it's been three years. When I finally find somebody who cares enough to be in a relationship with me, then I'll do that. It's that's really good to know. I will. I will. I'm there. Don't use I the mean, word. I mean, there, there are some men that you say feelings and they they bristle. I mean, I mean the tension. You can see it. <laughs> You can see yeah. the tension in them when you say feelings. You know, so. Okay. You, you well, can't that's see why it, we hate that song, too. That's why. And you know how I'm going to remember not to use that? Is a whole feeling. Yeah, there you go. More than feeling. See, I will never use the word feeling ever again. You know what? I can't even say it. Remember. Yep. See? <laughs> never, ever. Well, I, I, t- I tell you what you do. I tell you what you do. When When you're doing a set... Sing that song and watch who tenses in the audience. That's what you do. <laughs> I tense. My legs and my hands are crossed across my body. Ew, ew, ew. All right. You just fixed me. All right. But can we get to the point where I even can have a discussion with somebody? Oh, my God. It's, it's still the choosing. It's still the choosing thing because I'm – I, I don't know. I, I'm told I'm attractive. It sells my music. I know that much. Well, that's good. So, so you know it's marketable. Now you just need to know that it's, it's dateable and it's, and it's marriageable. Is that a word? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Committable. No, I, that's want, a, I want good. it to be marriageable. And, oh, 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 we, you and I were talking. It was so funny. Um, uh, the guy who said that wanting sex once a day was too much. <laughs> Do we really have to have sex every day? Like, uh, I read that and I lost it. <laughs> oh my god! How, how about hey, okay, we we have to show you the list. The the letdown lines, and like I said, that's by far my favorite. So, do you want to do you want to share your your list of letdown lines that you shared with me? Okay, there was the. Do we really have to have sex? There was the every day, um, every day. Don't forget every day. Do we really day. have to have sex every day? Do we really have to have sex every day? Um, yes. I'll I'll know her when I meet her, but she's just not you. <laughs> That's so bad. Okay. Oh, the pain. Um, my therapist said I have to date around. We talked to that one. Right, um, right. Um, you're so awesome. I just don't feel worthy of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> That's the comeback. You're right. You're, you're you aren't worthy of me. What what am I missing? What was the letdown line? <laughs> what am I missing? What did I? I don't have it in front of me. Oh, uh, like I said, no. When when they come in, I'm not worthy of you. Say, well, I'm so glad you see it too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. I was on the fence. Um, yeah, I know. I hadn't decided yet, but thank you. Yes. <laughs> Let me see. Um. Let me see. You're a rock star. We have nothing in common. Um, let me see. Oh, or or the other side of the coin. I'm a rock star and you're not. Um, let me see. <laughs> you work late. I'll never see. Yeah. Oh, that's the working late thing. You, you. Yeah. You work too late. I'll never see you. Now, see, I get that. Or, or you work too much. 
Yeah, um, we work too much. Exactly. I will make time for somebody. And this guy, the millionaire, actually said, well, I don't want you to pencil me in. I'm like, this from the guy who was four hours late. <laughs> it takes nerve after showing up four hours late. Oh, wow. If I were dating you, I would pencil you in, and I would hold you to the appointment. You know, no. I mean, it's not about penciling someone in, but we do have lives. I'm not, you know, yeah. If, if we're in a relationship, call me up and say, hey, what are you doing? I want to go see a movie. You know? Right. But if we've never met yet, then, yeah, make plans with me because I work four nights a week from, no, five nights a week from three to nine. I, I teach an after-school program, so you're going to have to either have a breakfast or lunch date with me or we're going to have to go out after nine. I'm sorry, that's my schedule. And on weekends, I may or may not have a gig. So, yep. you know, um, that's like, oh, great. Do I have to only date actors and directors and musicians now because the nine-to-five guys won't like me? Well, and do you find... This is something I find with, with some men, and, and they, they get written off really quick, is that, that they decide that even though I own a business, that their job is more important and mm-hmm. that, that they don't care if I have clients and have commitments and deadlines with them, that if they want to do something, then I should just take off when they think I should. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> no. What? It's like, no, my job and my business is not less important than your job. Uh, I'm sorry. If I have a commitment to a client, I have to honor that commitment, and we will schedule, and I will be there when we decide we're going to be there. Wow. I just, I, I'm probably not wording that really well, but it just, it just Are you paying my rent? You know, I have to exactly. pay, and, and this is how I make my living. So hey. you, if you, you know, and the thing is, I love these men that want to change you once they meet you, too. It's like, you loved my music. You loved who I am. You loved that I taught. And now you want me to change my life because it doesn't work with your schedule? No, yep. no, I don't think so. This is, you know, I, I think it's really important to have autonomy. I think it's so important. I do my thing. You do your thing. We come together. We do things. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, but, yeah, it's, it's just it's amazing but yeah, like I said, is is if if they have something to do that that pertains to whatever their job or career is, then it's important. But if I have a commitment or or if a client has an emergency that something needs to be done, or if I have a deadline, well, but but you need to reschedule around what I want to do. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> you know? if I have a commitment to a client, that's I I have to honor that. I think hmm. the biggest transition that I want to make, and I don't know if you have a magic wand, but you know, like my song, "The Keep in Kind." Mm-hmm. That started out as a ballad about me not being the keeping kind. It was a wow, wow, what's wrong with me? Why am I not married song? And my friend R.J. Comer, who's an amazing singer-songwriter, he said, oh, no, 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 no. This is about you dismissing the ones that are not worthy. He said, you're not the keeping kind. I don't even think about you anymore. You're just that, you're just another, <laughs> the bridge is, you're just another bad fish I reeled in and I wish I could turn back time because you're not the keeping kind. Now, I'd like to get those three years of my life back, please. So um, it's what, what is in my head, and, and I love having, being a pinup girl. I love, I love feeling like a Marilyn Monroe. You know, I love 
being like an Anne Margaret. I, th- these are the women that I respect. I, felt, I feel they are powerful. I right. feel they used their sex. They chose to use their sex to their advantage. They weren't made to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's who I am. I, I feel the most powerful. It's strange. I have two distinct personalities. I have the school teacher and the music teacher, and I'm so zen, and I love my kids. They are just the sweetest things in the world. And I'm so proud of them and so supportive. So I have this kind of mother-teacher figure. And then I have, you know, the bombshell. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's who I am. And I wish a man could see both of me. Right. I wish right. somebody could see the businesswoman, teacher mother, and the bombshell and accept all of them. In right. my dating world, they seem to only be seeing the bombshell in the recent past. And right. they've, been, they've been just propositioning me. I've only been getting the sexual propositions. And I, how do I change that? I, I don't want to change who I am. And I dress nicely. I don't dress sexy with all kinds of things hanging out. And I do get cerebral in the conversation. Right. And I find out who they are and, and, and I listen. And, and then I don't get called back if I don't have sex with them. Or if I do have sex with them, then, oh, they don't call back because I was too easy. Well, and the thing is, I still go back to the right type of guys are going to see you on all of those levels. And they're out there. They're just, honest to goodness, and I can tell you this from personal experience, they are few and far between. They really, really, really are. And I, like I said, I can tell you that from personal experience. There, there are some, but there are not a whole lot of them out there. So funny because the guys that I'm meeting that I hit it off with are taken. <laughs> they're like, and they're like, God, you know what? You're like my wife, and my wife would be best friends with you. I hate that line (laughs) but yeah I'm familiar with that one too (laughs) and I am friends with the wives (laughs) yeah you gotta be friends with the wives because that's the only way you're going to hang out with the husbands and be friends with them and and you know what these women are awesome and so if, if a wonderful man who if he were single might be attracted to me or we might have something going on. If he actually says, God, if I weren't married, I would be so dating you. I well, don't understand they need the friends. world. They need to have friends. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. Where are your friends? If exactly. Like you need that, friends just like you. <laughs> well, well and, and, you know, and, and to be friends with that guy's wife and to see how awesome she is, that's such an incredible feeling to go, yeah. wow, if you're with this woman, and you like me too, that's super cool. That's a vote of confidence. I must be okay. Well, and the thing is, it's not a reflection that there's anything wrong with any one of us. It's just we haven't found the right guy. It's that simple. They're out there. They're just, like I said, they're few and far between. But I hate to take... Alaska? (laughs) (laughs) I think they are. I I think that's where they are. I think I think you need to have a gig up there, and I need to go with you, and we need to scout out Alaska. How about that? Okay, let's go to Alaska. Let's do it. I, I, you're you're closer than I am, but let's go. Salmon. <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, 
you're going to hate me telling you this, but we're out of time. Did you solve my problems mysteriously? <laughs> hey, I, I, I think you've got a couple things I want you to think about. And I still want you to work on that list. I want you to flesh out that list for me. And send it over here and let me take a look at it. Okay? I would appreciate that. Thank and you. I, and I, want, I want the listeners to work on their list. If they're having problems, work on the list of the type of person, their qualities of who you're going out with if there's problems. And just, just look for some red flags that might be on there. See, see if there's qualities in the person that, that might be things you need to look out for that, that could be causing you some problems. Because there's, there's patterns in there. It's just a matter of figuring out what they are. All right. And listeners, I'm going to share another one of Maureen's songs as we go out. My website, MaureenTheNumber35.com. And listeners, I'll see you next time on Ready for Love Radio. Good girls cry.